Last time on Almost Heroes. We picked up having just entered the Evan Depth's mine. Two Null guards had discovered the unconscious Kenku outside and were rushing past our hiding spots to raise the alarm. Lynn had rushed out to attack one of them, which had caused an invisible Rangrim to start feeling very angry. Rangrim attacked Glenn while the party was trying to dispatch the Null guards. Thanks to Glenn's evasion, Cosmo's command spell, Rangrim was able to free himself of the mind control without causing too much damage. Appreciate that. Udak led us to a side passage used for storage to recuperate and hide the Null bodies. However, it turned out to be home to a barrel mimic, and upon further inspection, a small goblin named Gerd. After getting some information from Gerd and arming her with a dagger, he helped her to escape, where she proceeded to stab-stab the Kenku outside. Then proceeded down the tunnel deeper into the Ebon Depths until we came across a large cross-section of tunnels. That is where we left off. Yeah, thank you, Bobby. Yeah, and with that, we can start episode 24, Conviction. pick up uh, with the Almost Heroes having just freed Gerd, uh, the Goblin, and uh, heading deeper into the Evan Depths mine. Um, you've just come across basically this large intersection of tunnels uh, and have seen a knoll basically come running from the right-hand side of Euclid uh, to the left and then kind of like talking to another knoll kind of hurriedly. Uh, you, you didn't really see uh, them. You just kind of heard them kind of in the distance echoing down the mine, just this like uh, guttural speech. Uh, and then it kind of headed north, um, kind of to the north-east-ish uh, out of your view. Uh, and then sending Poe uh, kind of like farther down, uh, you were able to see that uh, farther down, there's like this waterway that cuts across the passageway uh, and then fr- kind of from the uh, west to the east. And then further out, there's like this misty blue fog that's obscuring one of these passageways. Uh, and then there are two uh, null guards that are kind of sitting there uh, in front of that. And that is where we can pick up. So what do you do? So uh, pose off to the left from where we are now. Um I, I think you were going to make a perception check to see if you saw Poe. If I remember correctly, that's how the last one end, or that, or was it to attack? I couldn't remember, but. Um, uh, yes, I, I think that that is the case because um, Poe is flying over the the knolls. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna roll. I, I I need you to roll me a stealth check for po, for Poe, uh, and then I will roll a, uh, a perception for the knolls that would have seen them. Poe did great. Uh, natural eighteen. I'll see if they have any negatives. Well, they have a zero to their wisdom, so that means, well, that's... Be a plus two to, so a, a dirty 20. Dirty 20 okay. for Poe. Uh, Poe po was very lucky. One of them did roll an 18, but they have a plus oh, zero to it. Uh, so, yeah, and their oh, passive perception is... They do have dark vision, uh, but even with that, I'll say that Poe is able to, uh, with its dark coloring already, and, like, uh, able to kind of stick, like, even though this this passageway is not more than 15 feet high, like, it's, it's he's able to stick kind of towards the ceiling a little bit and is able to obscure himself uh, and then is able to uh, return to you unless you want them to kind of land farther in. Yeah, um, I, I would definitely be leaving Poe out there. I think they would kind of, like, perch on, a like, maybe a small rock. It's not super tall, okay. I know that, but, like, would maybe maybe nestle themselves in. Um, and then Glenn would kind of bamf into Poe's eyes and see what Poe sees. 
once Poe flew up and Glenn kind of bamped in and took vision, could I tell that the gnolls were avoiding the blue fog or did it just look like they were just like over by it? Uh, roll perception check for me. Okay. For Poe. Well, yeah. Yes. For po. But it's for, I, I would say it's your, it's your, your brain's deduction. Okay. Uh, 13 total. Okay. I'll say that, uh, you can tell that they're, I mean, they're, you don't know whether they're avoiding it, but you know, they're not in it. They're like, there's definitely distance between them and that fog. Okay. Um, and so Glenn would kind of come back into his eyes and tell Poe, uh, you know, if you see them start to move our way, just cry like we practiced. And so I'm going to set an action for if they start to walk back towards this direction, Poe's going to use their mimicry feature and cry like a baby. Like super loud. As loud as a raven can cry like a baby. Just immediately start crying. It's probably pretty fucking loud and also pretty terrifying to be quite honest. And then uh, Glenn's going to look back towards uh, the group like, guys, let's let's go. We've got we've got two left. I don't know what's in front of us, but I think we can take them out before we have to worry about maybe those other groups. I saw one that ran off that way, my point, northwest the way, or northeast, I guess, the way that it ran. Are you all uh, still, I know that, um, which direction are you guys, which, I guess, direction are you guys generally looking to lead or looking to go i'm calling them up right because i've been tracking yeah, ahead all right okay. so we can so we i'm can, calling them to me okay all right so we move up to osmo would move up to glenn um and uh Jack would come up too what so which way we got in so we got two on the left and then we got one just north of us just headed the opposite direction we can right. we can take these two on the left we can put him down, but if I remember correctly, Doc's going to be to the to the right, to the east. Do we want? I mean, do we just want to sneak to the right, or we think they'll see us if we try to? Oh yeah, do I remember which way they were facing when I was looking through Poe's eyes? Uh, I mean, Poe. Uh, yeah, I, I think we're Poe's station right now. The one that is uh, looking closest to Poe, uh, you would know that they are were looking like pretty much straight down the hallway. No, I uh, I think we got to take them out. I don't I don't think there's a you know a, a friendly way through this one. Well, what you have in mind then? Want to try and sneak up on them? Cause I look at me. I can uh, I can at least take care of one of them. But if you start hearing some loud noises, it would be very appreciated. If you brought the cavalry. Right. Okay. Uh, I don't literally mean your giant glowing horse. We should keep that outside. I, I mean like. The metaphorical cavalry, right? Me hammer, right? Yes, that, that one. Okay, what in? Uh, do good. Go get him. <laughs> I'm going to fuck. <laughs> I'm going to move and stealthily as possible get basically just below Poe. Okay. Cos- Cosmo turns to Rangrim and just says, "Rangrim, get ready for this to uh, break a little bed." <laughs> he's not very good at the, the snake eating but he's such a light on his feet but he makes a lot of noise right and yeah, guys I can hear you uh Glenn can you do a stealth check for me yeah uh this is like a million 29 holy uh, moly yeah you fucking you are you are the shadows um okay so from this point I can see yeah I still can't really see that other guy because of that angle um I'm going to communicate to Poe. I'm going to say, hey, Poe, why don't you go give him a little peck? And Poe's going to fly over above him 
mm-hmm. just land above him and see if you can't get the guy to turn around. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to do, uh, I guess, yeah. I mean, perception, that thing automatic, like it sees Poe fly down at it from the, unless you want to roll a stealth, but if it's going to attack him, uh, he's going to see it coming. And like, as the, as Poe well, he, would, like, he would be doing it stealthily. He would be like trying to just end okay. up above him and just like fuck. roll a roll stealth check for Poe then. That's not bad. It's a 16. That is exactly what I rolled. Does he have anything bonus to it? Does he have plus two? Yeah, I'm looking for us now. I think it was plus two. What is the bad? You would think I know this. Uh, Dex plus two. Uh, yes. Yeah. So 18. Uh, sweet. Yeah. So just barely uh, flies above this thing and then starts like basically swoops swoops down through the the shadows and then just dives back from behind him and starts pecking him in the back of the head, uh, which is going to absolutely give you advantage on this attack if you want to do a sneaky sneaky attack. Yeah. So I'm gonna still as stealthily as possible. I'm gonna close the distance and okay. with my uh, double bladed scimitar, I'm gonna try to just end this guy's life. But I'm gonna okay. cast booming blade when i do it uh that's a 27 no nah, 23 to hit okay uh yeah, absolutely <laughs> yes yes very much it does and why can't i find my oh it's because it's all little sorry technical difficulties uh oh wow tight uh so 13 on the strike and then three so 21 damage plus a blooming a blade which would be an extra d8 21 plus 7 so 28 damage to him uh how does it die uh so as i just go to impale him uh, like a spark of lightning just kind of shoots up through his eyes and it like just kind of blows out his eye sockets so thunder Still damage bonus is action hide. <laughs> yeah thunder damage is different than lightning damage it basically is sound cool so it's had pops perfect yeah so you explode <laughs> you explode this thing you basically like turn the amplifier up to 11 blow this guy's head off and then the whole this whole place goes boom and like echoes down the down the hallways um scaring the living shit out of this knoll uh who turns around to see uh his friend where are you hiding by the way what is your uh what is your are you hiding behind the corpse i would use the rest of my yeah you're not technically hidden but you're hidden from view so this this guy's gonna run over um uh poe is he just hidden up in the rafter or up in the like still just just hanging okay uh out of out of range uh this thing's gonna run over and just kind of inspect his uh his companion and then just start yelling like this yipping yell and is going to head uh head down the hallway this way so at like as i get back and i'd like tuck out of the way and we hear him start yelling i look back at the guys and go that was the noise go <laughs> right and uh... uh i think yeah we can probably uh what are you what are you guys planning on doing i think we're gonna probably roll initiative here yeah, I would have ran up to Cosmo. Natural 20. I mean, nice. Flynn, rather. I got a dirty one. You guys in your natural 20s for the most random shit, Jack. I know. Yeah. Initiative. Literally shit. Literal. <laughs> but yes, also other random. I did not do so well. I have a nine. I got a gentleman's 20. It's not dirty, it's... It's a gentleman's 20. Um, yeah, when the thundering goes off, uh, I think it sounds like Cosmo and Rangrim move up 
to the ed, ed, right? Yeah, that's I, I what... would have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Awesome. So, uh, Glenn, I'll give you your uh, attack of opportunity as this thing runs by you, and then we're going to okay. roll into initiative order. Uh, sorry, 13 to hit. Uh, yeah, 13. No, does not hit. Damn. So I just like would take a, a streak just right across this head and just like... Uh, yeah, it, I mean, it looks it looks over at you, goes Whoop, and then uh, is just kind of uh, continuing to uh, continuing to move. Uh, I mean, I'm just gonna move it to here, and then it's gonna be Rangrim's turn. Rangrim, get him! Um, so he's, I am directly in front of him, more or less. Uh, yeah. If I go from behind Cosmo, and if he was still moving in any way, I would grab him by the shoulders and just shout, "Stop moving, dork!" And cast Word of Radiance on him. Uh, <laughs> what is that? I fucking love that spell. That's yeah, the spell. So, that's the that's the stay that's away the... from my donkey spell. Oh, yeah. yes, yes, yes. So I basically just shout a divine word, and if he has to make a con save. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> stay away from my donkeys. Uh, <laughs> how is, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm sure this saves. Uh, three? <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure it does not. Is it a dirty three or a gentleman's three? It's a, it's a three with no, no plus. <laughs> it's, a, it's a three. It's a five. That is a fucking real ass three. Not not great. Two d six, but eight damage. So you yell, "Stop moving, dork!" at them as they're running by, and just like blasted by this radiant uh, verbiage, and just like you can see, like they're you blew out their ear, your their eardrums, uh, and there's blood just kind of pouring out of their ears. It's the um, latest. It's the lamest Skyrim dragon roar. Like it's the worst power word. <laughs> power word, dork. Who's <laughs> <laughs> <Usro> real dork? <laughs> Usura Dork. Uh, if that um, if that website isn't taken yet, just gonna look that up. Real quick. <laughs> um, yeah, you can now find uh, almost heroes at fusrodork.com. <laughs> Good luck on the spelling. Yeah. Right, uh, we're gonna have to get like anyway. eleven different just so that all the misspells come to us. Cosmo, uh, it is your turn. Raingrim tries to Fusor Dork this kid, and he is still running. Um. Yeah, and, and uh, screaming, like, literally, like, screaming out this, like, yipping yell as it's going to. Like, that's echoing off the walls. Uh, do you think it's something where I can just reach out and try and grab him? I like, mean, they're, they're literally running right past you right now. Okay. Rangrim yeah. kind of stepped out in front of them, and they've kind of, they're kind of sidestepping Rangrim currently. Uh, but, okay. yeah, you're, they're right at, they're right I'm going to try and, like, jump out and just, like, grab the guy. Okay. Or um, Noel. Yeah, and this just you know, I mean, Noles are like six feet, six foot tall uh, hyena people. Like they're very big. Okay. So you're just like, ah! I'm jumping. <laughs> I'm jumping for it. Don't. Nice. Uh, yeah. Roll me a uh, grapple. I guess. Roll me a strength check. Also, DM, did I get my turn on the twenty initiative? Yes. Uh, oh shit. I'm sorry. Um, I. Let... I'm happy to go after this. I'm happy yeah, to go. Yeah. I, I I put Cosmo ahead yeah. for some reason. Uh, yeah. You can go next one. Uh, also, I need your roll for Poe as well. Twelve. Shit's shit's breaking about as bad as possibly can right now for you guys. So. Yeah. Well. It was a pretty quiet thunderbolt or thunderclap. So. I don't know about that. Can I can I roll stealth for my thunder? <laughs> and then like Rangrim's over here shouting radiant <laughs> words. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, at this point, I think uh, I think I we think... left the stealth of the door. Dork. Like, yeah, yeah. There's a whole motif I was going with there. And... Yeah. Um, it's a gentleman's twenty-one. Oh damn. Uh, yeah. I mean, that. Uh, let me roll. 
Uh, four plus, uh, four plus, so six for theirs. Sick. So Cosmo, like, jumps out onto this thing's back and, like, crawls up and puts this thing in, like, a choker hold. Okay, yeah, I mean, because you grappled it, uh, they are technically, like, uh, is it, it's not prone, right? Restrained. Restrained, Restrained. okay. So, yeah, you, you, you get on this thing's back, and you're able to, like, throw your weight back with all your plate nail armor and, like, pull this thing basically backwards um, and now have it in a choker hold. So, like, you're standing on your feet, and this thing is, like, oh. in, your, in your arm bar. Um, He's going none night. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I mean, it's... You can uh, you can definitely if you're trying to put this thing to sleep, uh, you have it uh, fully restrained currently. Um, That's what I would so be going what, for. Like it's just like trying to trying to put it out. Okay. Oh yeah. Um, shit. Is okay. there a suffoc? I don't even know if there's a suffocation rule for D and D. Does anyone know in chat if there's like a a night night rule for for <laughs> choking things out? I'm pretty sure that's exactly what it's called. putting something to sleep i bet you i would imagine it's like a con save yes so i need to make a con save uh, it's going to take a round um but yeah i'll uh, i will do a con save uh right now uh but i think it's gonna have to get around in there um well it wouldn't it wouldn't it need to make the con save on the turn to not yeah get... oh. yeah that makes sense okay so you have it you have it being uh held down right now um udak's kind of looking at you guys like should I stab it? What do you What do you want to do? What do I, I don't know. I don't know what to do here. How are you still asking this question? Yes. Uh, Udak's like, all right, and just runs in with uh with both of his uh, weird sharp hands. <laughs> um, he's gonna attack. That's gonna be a nine plus five. Uh, that is barely going to miss. Uh, though he's gonna have advantage because things are strained. So that's another nine. Uh, that's even worse. Uh, that's a 70 plus five. That's going to hit. So he's going to hit on the second time. Uh, and let's take one sword damage on this thing. That's going to be seven damage. And he's basically just going to take his hand and just like stab this knoll, like right in the stomach, uh, which looks really strange because it's the hand that really kind of like, you can see the the hole in the stomach open up before the hand even actually hits him, uh, which is very weird, yeah, because I think the, the the sword probably extends at least a good uh, eight to ten inches further than the hand would. Um, but yeah, so okay, that's going to bring us uh, to the top of the round with Rangrim. I would get a round in, right? Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah, sorry, I skipped you again. Okay, I'm going to kill your friend. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and just <laughs> like step in front of the the knoll as he's being restrained, and I'm going to go ahead and stab him with the revenant blade. The double cool. bladed. Uh, that's going to be a twenty six to hit. I hit. Gonna wait, are you stabbing the one that I'm holding? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm silencing him. <laughs> He's going night night, but a lot <laughs> quicker. <laughs> uh, da, 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 da. Oh, terrible roll on that. So that's going to be a. Do they even get a bonus? Because I'm literally holding it still. Well, advantage. Yeah. They're getting oh, advantage. Okay. Yeah. So, so eight damage plus, and because I have advantage at sneak attack, so twenty one damage. Uh, yes. How does it die? Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it's gonna be super awkward for Cosmo. As I like step in front of him very quietly, just look Cosmo in the eyes. Don't even look at the beast and just go and just kill him like very slowly. <laughs> and then I take my movement and I run to where Poe is and I go hide. Okay. Um, coming next. You uh, so you kill 
kill this this uh you kill this knoll in a horrifying gruesome slow fashion uh you're gonna have to have uh, rangram carve a bunch of knolls into your revenant uh blade here pretty soon um and as you're running over to hide and hiding behind this like headless knoll corpse um all of you hear a that echoing bell uh toll deeper down in the mine um to kind of down the passageway to your right uh and you hear the sound of, of like just multiple footsteps coming down the hallway. I, Cosmo turns over to Glenn. He's just like, Glenn, you know, I blame you for this one. And he like <laughs> drops the knoll. Uh, uh, is gonna say, Udak, Rangrim, let's fall back into this hallway here. And moving towards this way. Okay. Um, so how far down, I guess that's how far you're going in there. That's it. Five feet. 10 feet. <laughs> uh, yeah, as they're like getting close to make, avoid, avoid the blue stuff. The gnolls were not friends of it either. Just stay away. Um, just so you know, this, so as you're going into this hallway a little bit more, um, there, there seems to be like this um, kind of iridescent purple light, not blue in this hallway. Um, it's not, it actually kind of reminds you a little bit of the, the iridescent light of the, um, the nightcaps uh, from when you were in the uh, highwood, uh, but it's different. Uh, and actually, uh, Rangram, if you can roll me a history check, I can give you a little bit. Uh, how's a three? <laughs> uh, I mean, not good. Uh, I'll say <laughs> I'll say that uh, you recognize these just from living in the Underdark. You don't know much about them. You just from traveling around the Underdark. You these are much larger, and uh, they're just like whereas the the nightcaps were very small, and there was like a mist around them. These things are just like much larger and iridescent mushrooms. Um, and when you're kind of looking at them, they're almost like, they seem like harder. Like they're almost like, they're not like soft spongy mushrooms. They're almost like a, like, a, like if you threw a rock at them, they would like a rock would bounce off kind of thing. Um, but this, this hallway is like, they're just kind of growing around the hallway. Uh, and it's just kind of casting this purple uh, light kind of going further in, but you don't see anyone else uh, in your uh, relative space currently. Oh, well, I've seen these things before. Yep, seen these before. That's for sure. I don't. I don't think I believe you. Whatever. I'm definitely seeing them. Just, just hide. Everybody, just right. We'll brush them. Everybody just hide. need them to get close. Right. Um, yeah. So, uh, you all are, are. So, I'll, I'll take stealth checks from all of you. Do my same one from earlier. Let me roll again. I'll roll again, please. Four for four. Four favor. Four favor. Oof. Oh. Smarty, smarty you to ask me to roll again. I got it. Oof means good, is, right? Uh, 13 total. Oof. Yeah. No, because I get disadvantage because of the plate armor, so that would be an 11 and not the natural 20 that I rolled next to it. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Um, yeah, so uh, you all you all hear just like this this kind of like yipping and like almost like battle cry, very similar to what you heard uh, when you were out in the quiet lands with, uh, uh, yeah, the quiet lands with uh, Nybarg and Red Fury. Uh, just this like loud uh, kind of like guttural yipping. And uh, as you, and you hear just like these like padded foots, uh, footsteps running down the hallway and they just uh, like, you hear three of them stop in the hallway and they start like kind of yipping over towards the side and you, you hear the sound of more footsteps as uh, and splashes as more gnolls are running across the waterway uh, and kind of like all collaborating in this middle chamber right here. 
uh, and are just kind of talking to each other and they are going to roll a perception check to see whether or not they see you guys. Uh, yeah, so they're kind of uh, chittering, like uh, yipping and, and talking to each other. And then they kind of like, one of you, I think it would be, uh, who got the worst roll? I got a, I got a, I got a two. Um, <laughs> but as, as, like, as I kind oh, of yeah. check on, as I can kind of, as I realize, like, I'm poorly hidden, uh, Cosmo would just step, he would just step out. Okay. He, just, like, step out in front. Like, here was just, like, and just seeing, what do, what do, I mean, do I see, what do I see? Like, uh, you see five gnolls that are all, like, consolidated in this hallway. Um, and you see most of them, like, four of them are wearing just, like, general, like, kind of the rough assortment of armor that you've seen in the past of, like, the gnoll slavers. Uh, and one of them's holding this, like, massive broadsword kind of slung over his shoulder and is wearing, like, much more close to, like, a, a piece-together plate nail with, like, spikes coming off of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, they make direct eye contact with you, and all of them just kind of look over and just kind of go quiet because they see this dwarf <laughs> in this shining gold armor step out from the side. <laughs> right. And, uh, uh, yeah, yeah was just like, well, I'm a little lost. Can can you help me? Where's where's the door? Where, um, how'd you guys get in here? The uh, the null leader is going to uh, push aside the one next to uh, next to him and just like kind of smirk and just start doing this growl. And he pulls this uh, flask out of his uh, off of his belt and quaffs something, and you see them double in size. Uh, and they just walk, they just start walking towards you, picking up speed and pulling this broadsword off their back. Uh, and uh, I'm going to need you to uh, roll for, uh, or I'm going to do an attack on you here in a second. Um, hold on. Okay. It's one that I wanted. You bit boy. And, um,. Uh, first one's going to be a uh, 19 plus 5 uh, to hit. 19 plus 5, yeah. Um, and the second one's going to be an 8 plus 5, so that one's not going to hit. Um, but that first one, I'm going to roll a B10, which I don't have to roll very often. As he slices down with his massive broadsword, uh, that's going to be six, uh, 6 damage. As he slices down on you, it just like hits you and it doesn't cut through your armor of course but just like the sheer weight of this thing is it kind of hits you on the shoulder just like it pushes you down actually you know what because they're enlarged they actually get what's it an extra d4 damage that's it it is an extra d4 when you're enlarged okay so that's eight damage total then okay eight Um, eight damage total yeah and this thing is uh it's basically scraping its head against the ceiling this thing is is like yeah uh it's 12 feet tall (laughs) so it's it's big um but yeah, we can uh, we can enter into this thing um, at this point, unless you want to keep talking, trying to talk your way out of this. No, no, that's that's all I really wanted to to do to accomplish with that. <laughs> uh, awesome. Uh, uh, that's going to be. Uh, I'm going to give Rangram the the first go here. Uh, well, Cosmo, I don't know you did to piss that one off, but Rangram's going to run directly in front of Cosmo to about here. And then he's going to take the end of his his warhammer and smash it into the ground and cast spirit guardians around himself. Oh, fuck. 
and uh, designating obviously Udak, Poe, Cosmo, and Glenn as not being harmed from it. Uh, yeah. So what do they have to make their saves now? It is. Uh, I'm sorry. Actually, I have it up right here. So I designate any number of creatures. An affected creature speed is halved when they're in the area, and it's when they enter the area for the first time on a turn or start their turn there. They have to make a wisdom save. Okay. Technically, are they entering into it right now, or would they just do it on their turn? It's technically on their turn. So it's the first time on their turn or when the, the first time they enter it. Awesome. Sounds good. That works for me. Anything else, or is that your turn? Uh, that, for the most part, would... Yeah, yep, that's my turn. Cool. Uh, Glenn, it's your turn. Uh, yeah, feeling feeling a little bit bad that I just had my shiny golden buddy catch a big old sword to the shoulder for me. Glenn's uh, going to kind of like pop his head like a little bit around the corner and draw back his bow and be like, that's my bad, Cosmo, and just take a shot at the giant guy fighting Cosmo. Cool. Um yeah, also the uh, the Spirit Guardians, they, they look like um, just like Rangrim's, like spectral versions of Rangrim's family, right? Yep, so it'd be his grandfather, one of his father. It's just a bu- picture a bunch of Rangrim's with like different haircuts. That's sick. That's like, I mean, that's awesome. awesome. Um, actually, three of them all are missing their left eye and have an eye patch. That's dope. That's awesome. That's, that's tradition. That's really sick. Yeah, I rolled really a sick. 19 plus 8, so 27 to hit the big guy. Uh, yes, yes, very much. That does hit. Terrible on the damage, but it's sneak attack. So twenty. No, math's hard. Eighteen damage to the big guy uh, with the with the oof. volley, the arrow volley. Just it like lights up real quick and just splashes on his head. And then uh, as a bonus action, I'm going to hide. Yeah, that that arrow hits him in the side of the head and explodes. You get like the deep like. <laughs> So it kind of uh, hits him in the in the side and kind of he moves his, knocks his head sideways a little bit. Um, yeah, that is going. And I got to, a sorry, I got a uh, four, four, two, 18 to hide. 18. Okay, cool, awesome. Yeah, I think that that passes their uh, yeah that passes their passive perception for sure. Um, that's actually going to be the Noel's turn. Um, so this one right here. Uh, is going to move in, uh, which is going to activate Spirit Guardians. And uh, this one right here is also going to start its turn in it and kind of move in as well. Yeah, I um, can't see. Oh, okay. So their speeds are also halved when they're in it okay. as well. And um, they just have to make a whiz, wisdom save to have the damage. <clears throat> okay. They they will have it all, have all the damage. Halve. Halve. Uh, I, I need to make, uh, so what is it, constitution saves? Con saves, yes. I thought it was wisdom. Wisdom, you said. I'm sorry. Yes, yes, yes. Wisdom save. Uh, ten for one of them. Uh, seven for the other one. Oh yes. man, your ancestors are about to bring the ruckus. <laughs> yep, that is Sub. 19 damage oh, to fuck. those boys. Uh, yeah, they are not dead, but your uh your spectral homies uh put the smack down on them pretty hard, uh to the point where like they are just clinging clinging to life. Uh, in in just not the best ways, um, and that's going to bring us. Actually, no, because they're going to get their attacks. So let's do that. Um, so the one they're actually both just going to try to lay the smack down on Cosmo, which is uh, unfortunate for him. Though I doubt they're going to be able to hit. Not likely. Yeah, that's not good. Um, yeah, that's going to be an eighteen for the first one. 
That one's actually good. Uh, that one's a 21 to hit. That'll work. Um, so that one's going to uh, bring uh, its sword down on you and just get you for a little little touch, a little kiss of damage. Uh, that is five plus two. That's seven damage on you, Cosmo. Seven damage. Seven damage. It just kind of like sneaks in underneath the arm of its bigger friend and just kind of like gets you uh, as you're kind of trying to like focus on the big guy. It kind of catches you in the side with its sword. Uh, the other one kind of comes in too, and you're able to sidestep its uh, its sword attacks as it's being beaten <laughs> unto death by Rangrim's homies. Oh my gosh. Uh, but yeah, actually that Rangrim's is going to bring grandma. us to- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just a handbag. Just a, a don't shoot. touch my grandson. Um, Poe's turn. <laughs> Who's turn? Uh, Poe. Oh, perfect. Oh. My my murder my murder raven. Um, Poe is going to look around him, um, and see if he could find any sticks. And then he's going to start building a small nest because he's going to sit this one out. <laughs> he's he's um, going to take an action to hang the fuck out. Yeah, there's a there's a little piece of there's little pieces of um, I don't know if they're sticks, but like small, uh, I don't know, fungus knickknacks and little pieces of scrap stuff on the ground that Poe can start building a a nest in the I guess stalactites. I don't know. Yeah, a little like like just that one gum wrapper that's in every national park. Just of that. Course. Yeah, that's gonna be there. That's good. That's his crowning achievement. Is that little shiny foil? Nice. Yeah, roll me a um. Yeah, roll me a uh. Per- would it be performance? <laughs> nature, check nature check. Yeah, <laughs> nature check for Poe. Okay, cool. I love it. Uh, that's a ten. Okay, that's it's it's not the worst nest. It's not the best nest. It's it's a nest. He's made out he's, of gum wrappers and garbage. He's used to like the Feywild, you know, materials. Like these ones are different. They're heavier, almost. Okay. Less yeah. frilly, less sparkles. So it's confusing. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Uh, no, totally. Um, it is actually now Cosmo's turn. Right. Right. Well, let's do this. And uh, since he's getting pretty much ganged up on by all of these gnolls, even though Rangrim's uh, family is ganging up on them, uh, he's really focused in on this big guy. He is going to take his war pick, and he's going to try and like stab the thing in the thigh with it. Okay, cool. And then we'll see what happens from there. Um, let's see here what he's going to get. Did not do so. I got a 15 to hit. Uh, that is going to just do it. Uh, so Cosmo is going to stab this thing in the shin or the calf okay. for, uh, 10 damage. Dope. And, a... and in the shin too, that that's really that's a that's some painful ten damage. Yeah, this thing like lifts its leg up and uh, as you get in the shin, you like find a, a gap in its armor. Uh it's like kind of pieced together plate now. Because uh, I don't think I could reach any higher. At this they were already six feet. Now there's another yeah, get... six feet of monster. <laughs> yeah, you give it a you give it a, a bunch of ouchies in its in its leg. Um, Fine. Build timber. <laughs> do you have another attack? No, I miss. I miss my. I miss my second action. Gotcha. Or you know what I mean. Um, awesome. Yeah. So these other gnolls are going to rush in now at uh, the Rangrim that is uh, hidden, both uh, angering uh, the ancestors of Rangrim. 
that's a natural 20 for one of them on their save. Uh, and that's a 17 for the other one. Uh, they don't have a plus to their wisdom. So does that save? Um, that does save. Okay. So both of those guys save. Do they take any damage or are they completely yeah, they take it? They take half. So it was 17. So I think okay. that would be eight. Yeah. Uh, I think we round, we can round it up to nine. <clears throat> Cool. So they take nine damage, uh, and they are able to get to you, Rangram, and they're going to uh, try to lay the smackdown. Um, I'm uh, going to use my I'm going to use my reaction to impose uh, or protection on him to impose. What's your this... range on that? It's ten. It's ten feet. Yeah, I'm in ten feet with him. Where I'm underneath the yeah. He's he's straight in front of you. He's uh, in the center of the circle. Okay. <laughs> so always oh, in. He's the got center. a null on top of him. I, okay. I can try to move this null out of the way. No, fuck. See, okay, I move him. Oh my god. Okay, hold on one second. I'm turning off grid snapping. <laughs> one second, because this is getting buck wild. There we go. All right. There's Rangrim. Oh, there he is. There he is. Um, I turned grid snapping off at least for this battle, so I'll turn back on afterwards because it's uh getting kind of crazy. Um, so you're imposing disadvantage on the first one? Uh, sure. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's good because it rolled the 19 uh, plus five. So I'm going to roll a second time. Uh, it's an eight plus five. So it does not hit that time. Uh, that's an 18 plus five. So that is going to hit for the second one. Um, it's a D eight, um, as they bring their spear in, I guess. Yeah. Spear, uh, seven plus two that's gonna be nine damage rangram is uh cosmo like how do you uh how do you impose disadvantage cosmo right um i think just like seeing maybe it's like a like a shimmer like a like a shimmer of light into the thing's <laughs> eyes with my shield yeah ah, no it's like get him right that's cool yeah, you uh, like this radiant light that's shining off Rangram and the uh, the whole spirit guardians thing. Um, you're kind of you kind of reflect some of that with your uh, with your shield or greave or something, and uh, it just shines right in this thing's eye. Just and uh, the other one, but the other one kind of uh, sneaks in with a, a spear and gets Rangram for uh, the nine damage. Um, but that's going to bring us to uh, Udak's turn, actually. Who Udak is going to seeing that his uh, his newly uh, his newly gained friends are getting attacked and having like kind of flashbacks to these probably same gnolls uh, just absolutely murdering like his whole group of people. Like you can, you see like a, an anger in Udak that like is probably kind of confusing because it's coming through in this like tiefling form that he's kill still currently in, uh, which at this point probably is unnecessary. But uh, you see this extremely attractive tiefling woman, uh, very, very upset uh, running forward with the crazy straight hands. Uh, and is just going to try to like absolutely mark this, uh, this, this knoll. Uh, that's going to be a 19. So that, that role is going to play right into that, um, into that uh, RP as Udak uh, hits this knoll and, uh, absolutely eviscerates them. Uh, so just kind of runs up and just both hands just stabs and lifts this knoll off the ground and just kind of cuts down like this and tears it in half. Um, and like this knoll is kind of like the top section falls off the second section and uh, this knoll is going to be gone. Um, and I wish Udak had some sort of ranged attack uh, because I think that it'd be great for it to get to the other one, but it's not going to be able to. I was uh, so Nothing. You can't use a range weapon with swords. It's true, <laughs> true. And I was even thinking, like, is there a way they can take? He can take one of them off because they disconnect. But I don't think that that's going to be the case. Um, hey, he was able to tie a rope earlier, so he can do anything. 
I totally you know forgot what? That's, about that. That's that's fair. Uh, that's fair. Uh, I'm gonna say that uh, I'm gonna say that he kind of like wedges uh, wedges it between uh, his legs and kind of disconnects it uh, the the connector and then just goes like this and is going to uh, th- kind of throw it forward like a dagger uh, as a ranged attack weapon. I didn't even think about that when. Uh... Fuck. Uh, that's a natural one. <laughs> Yeah, he's gonna, uh, <laughs> so he just chucked his knife hand. Yeah, so he just uh, I so graciously made him just down uh, yeah. a hall to a mine. Well, with a natural one too. Um, <laughs> uh, Bobby, make a make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, oh sure. Oh, I'm fine with it. Dexterity saving throw. Nat twenty. Nat twenty. Okay, you uh, you kind of like you see uh, Udak stab this thing uh, through the stomach and tear it in half and then like kind of twist this thing, uh, this this knife hand between its legs and uh, kind of like huck it. And you're just able to just like split second, get out of the way of this thing as it whips right over your shoulder past your head uh, and just kind of clatters off the wall. Um, but uh, you do not get hit by it, which is a very good thing. And that's actually going to bring us to uh, the big boy's turn. Uh, big boy is going to uh, try to again attack uh, well, actually, it started its turn in the uh, the pain circle. Mm-hmm. That's, that's going to be a uh, 14 plus zero. That would fail. Wah, wah. He How takes 12 dooms. 12 dooms. Smacked up by my grandparents. Smack, smack. <laughs> okay. Uh, this thing's starting to look really bad. Uh, it is not down yet, but it is uh, definitely hurting. So uh, it is going to uh, lay the smack. Like, it's getting just your ancestor just beating this thing around its ankles and <laughs> shins and knees. Uh, and it's just kind of like growling in pain as it uh, takes another attack down on a t- couple attacks down on Cosmo. That's going to be uh, 11 plus five. That's not going to do it. No, uh, that's going to be 15 plus five, 20. It meets a beats, right? Yes. Oh, yep. uh, so it's, it, Rolls roars down with this uh this pretty big sword again. Um that's gonna be a five plus two plus two, so that's gonna be nine damage. Uh and it's just gonna like again, just like you get your shield up, but this thing like comes down on you and your knees just kind of buckle as uh and just like you feel this like tremor run through you and you take basically nine points of bludgeoning damage. Uh yeah, and that's going to bring us to Rangrim's turn. Um, seeing everything that's happening, Rangrim is going to just stay in the same position he's in because that, that that big boy is within range for me to kind of hit him, right? Uh, big boy? Yeah, big boy yeah. is directly behind you. Okay. So Rangrim is just going to kind of just pivot, like dragging the head of his Warhammer on the ground and spin and just swing upwards and trying to basically just hit the knoll directly in the family jewels <laughs> like he's like extra big so i imagine there's it's almost like there's a speed bag hanging there and he's just going to <laughs> uh yeah i would assume <laughs> uh yeah roll for it like how much you've thought about this Knowles family jewels <laughs> <laughs> that is an 18 <laughs> 11 plus seven. uh yeah uh yeah 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 um that definitely hits so that is seven damage right to his gonads. I think I already know this nice. answer, but how does the big boy die? Yes. <laughs> I imagine that there's just like a loud like yelp. 
like when you accidentally step on your dog's paw it's just like and he just crashes to his knees and falls down as uh, an obnoxious amount of blood then just starts seeping out from between his legs backwards. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, uh, no, that is, uh, that's absolutely what happens uh, as uh, the Noel Big Boy uh, no longer <laughs> ceases to to be uh, and is uh, is gone. Neither will there be any other Big Noel yes. either. Yeah. That bloodline has ended. <laughs> yeah. That bloodline is spilling all over the floor right now. Um, yeah, and remember... Uh, even though I'm like deleting them to, to kind of free up the battlefield, uh, remember to like search them and all that stuff as well. Then after doing that, I would kind of just wipe the end of my hammer on the ground, just kind of like rubbing it in the dirt, like ew, ew, <laughs> as I like look at the other knolls and I just wink at them. Oh man, yeah, um, yeah. So uh, that's gonna bring us to Glenn's turn. Uh, so after being slightly impressed and mortified, um, Glenn's gonna tuck out again. And as he's drawing back another shot, he's gonna he's gonna aim for the, I guess the knoll just off to so this one over here, the one off uh, Rangram's, I guess behind him. Um, okay, this guy. Uh, I tried to, yeah, that guy. Goes. this okay. guy here. Daggers, um, daggers. Yeah, and so as it leans out, just like Rangram, we got to talk about these issues, man, and just like release the shot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice, yeah. Uh, roll to attack. Oh my gosh! I had advantage, and I rolled a one and a two. <laughs> oh. um, uh, so a two plus eight, so a ten to hit. It's not gonna do it, my guy. Yeah, I didn't think so. Um, yeah, just completely, just kind of traumatized by the experience of watching a little dwarf just basically end a bloodline, uh, and kind of amused. I just like he's chuckling. He just takes the shot and just completely misses. <laughs> He's like, okay, I need a minute, and he just kind of like steps back and hides again. Um, yeah, shortly after uh, after getting killed, too, uh, you see the knoll shrink back down to normal knoll size as well. I got a 22 for sneak. To okay, hide again. yeah, you are very much uh, still snuffed. Um, yeah, that's going to bring, uh, actually, uh, this knoll uh, that's attacking Cosmo. Um, Rangrim, uh, since you winked at the knolls, uh, just roll me an intimidation check. <clears throat> 16 I don't, do not think I have a bonus to that so it is a yep just a straight 16 oh no sorry uh, it's an 18 I do have a plus 2 to my charisma okay so I'm going to say that the the other two near you um, they are pro- they are the ones that you winked at I think that they're probably going to have a reaction to that in their turn but um, the one that's behind you was able to uh, kind of save against that uh, and it's going to attack Cosmo again great uh, it rolls a two, uh, so it, uh, Rangram winks at it, and it kind of just like it's and just watch what happened to its uh, its uh, its Noel big boyfriend, and uh, it is just completely distraught and kind of distracted and swings down on Cosmo with the sword again and just completely whiffs and kind of bounces it off the wall. And uh, did it make the be... did it make the save for the spirit? Oh guardian? shit! No, it, I I didn't make the save. Uh, six plus zero. Dope. Gonna get to do anything. Whew. Fifteen. Uh, yeah. How does it die? How does it get overkilled? <laughs> so one spectral image of one of Rangram's relatives. Basically, just looks like Rangram, but like you know, four hundred years old, just ancient. Just comes around the corner and just pimp slaps him. Like, <laughs> just, 
hard smack, like spectral smack and smack into oblivion. Uh, yeah, and it your your uh, your ancestor comes and smacks this thing, and it just like you just see the light like immediately leave this thing's eyes, and his head smacks against the wall, and it just kind of falls, <laughs> just like boop, boop, and then just kind of falls dead to the floor, and just kind of slides a little bit. And I assume your ancestors just kind of like. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. Uh, actually, I think, yeah, I guess they they'll save on their turns, or they'll try to save on their turns. Um, I think that's going to be Poe now. At this time, Poe has made a nice little nest, um, and uh, you know has a place to come back to. So Poe's going to look down the hallway towards the mushrooms, I guess, and just okay. fly kind of down the center of it through. I think they have thirty. No, can't be thirty feet. Sorry, what's the speed? Oh shit, fifty is their flying speed. So yeah, they would basically just from the nest swoop and try to land anywhere up high 50 feet down that way okay um yeah one two three four right here five. would be 50 feet cool awesome uh yeah so uh as you're going down you're it actually is kind of stepping up uh or no sorry stepping down uh there's like tiers almost going down uh and the mushrooms are getting bigger and there's more of them and as poe is flying through this uh, you're actually seeing that there are um, there are people working. Uh, strangely, they don't seem to be affected. Uh, they don't seem to be even like paying attention to what's going on. Uh, they are just like mining and working and like chipping off pieces of these pieces of these mushrooms. Uh, and yeah, you see, there's a human. Uh, there's an orc, uh, and then there is another. There's like a dwarf um, that is wearing uh, garb very familiar to that of the Boulderfest Mining Company. Cool. That's post turn. Uh, sweet. That is going to bring us to Cosmo. Great. Uh, uh, right. So the one in front of me died. Uh, yes, this guy is uh, super dead. Super. Super. Dead. Um. So like seeing Cosmo or uh, Rangram just like taking on these two guys, and they got they seem scared. I'm not really sure why. I'm going to run up on the dagger one right here. And then I'm going to just like try and run up and just jump on him. Just be like, Here we go again. Wolf pile. And then just kind of like, <laughs> I'm going to just spear, people's elbow. I'm going to just like spear the guy. Just like <laughs> awesome. Uh, uh, are you doing an arm attack? Uh, I guess it would be more like a grapple to try and get him prone. Okay. So yeah, sure. Uh, roll strength check. We'll do it. Arm attack. I don't know how that would pan out, but um, that is a forget my strength. That is he doesn't know his own strength. Well, I forget the modifier. It's a seventeen. It's like a lot. <laughs> uh, that's a fourteen. So yeah, you are able to overpower this knoll, um, and uh, you just throwing it into another sleeper hole. Uh, no, I'm just like I'm just trying to like pin the guy down and get on top of him. Okay, yeah. So you're able to tackle them and kind of knock them off uh, uh, knock them off of their balance and they kind of like their daggers go scattering to the ground as they basically fall sideways and you are on top of them. You are uh, basically you've knocked this guy over and you're on top of them but you are also now like in the way of that other one. 
uh, it's like it would have like a pretty direct attack on you if it wanted to That's... if it survives Rangrim's uh, zone of pain on its first turn. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh... Uh, but it's gonna definitely have disadvantage on that save now. That's fine. I'm not worried. Okay. Um. I guess when I get on top of it, I'll just try and like mash it. Or would that be my action to grapple? I think it's your. I think it's your action. Would it be? Okay. Do it. No, don't try. Uh, it. <laughs> uh, cool. Yeah. Um, for flavor, though, I'll say that you definitely like you're you're, you're kind of like throwing the throwing some some haymakers down get, on it. I'm getting ready to smash on it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So that's gonna bring it to their turn. Uh, I'm gonna give that one disadvantage on its save. Uh, two uh, for its wisdom save. Uh, the other one got a three. So, yeah. Uh, how much damage these these fools take? Twelve. Okay. Holy shit. Uh, it's, so it's so OP. I love it. It's insane. It's one insane. HP. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> they have good one for HP. it. Both I'm of proud them. of it. You both, both of them have one HP. They've both nice. taken the same amount of damage. That's um, awesome. <laughs> so uh, these things are just barely clinging to life as uh, as they're just getting the smack down on them by uh, Rangram Spectral Homies. And uh, they are going to the one that's uh, that has Cosmo on top. It's going to try to throw Cosmo off with a strength check. Do I get a saving throw for that, or no? Uh, I think it's just another contested strength. Yeah, check. I think it's strength, strength check versus strength check. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it, you lose. Ten. I rolled a twenty-seven. I mean, so close. Right? I mean, I mean it's, it's really bad. apples and oranges. <laughs> <laughs> They're playing two um, different games. <laughs> yeah. So uh, no, uh, you. Uh, I'm gonna say that. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say that because it it, it tries a struggling against you. Uh, you kind of tighten your uh, your grip on its throat, uh, and it's just enough to. Uh, it takes two damage, and this thing. Uh, how does it? How does it die? Uh, I think it would kind of be on accident. Like uh, Cosmo, <laughs> he would be too hard. Like he's trying to fight to get up, and so he just is like tries to fight back, and he goes limp, and he's just. You crush its like larynx, like you just crush its throat like, as you're trying to like pull. You're like this, you kind of like ratchet it too hard with your plate mail. Right? It's just like, oh, oh, okay. You just hear like a couple good pops at a crack, and you're like, it just kind of goes limp, and you're like, oh, this, oh no, good boy, good, good boy. <laughs> and he just puts him down. Down. <laughs> down. Um, uh, the other one is uh, seeing this happen and just like barely clinging to life and seeing that it's the only one left is going to turn and absolutely just uh, start booking it away. Um, attack of opportunity? Which would give... Rangrim's going to get an attack of opportunity on for sure. It also only gets half its movement because of the... Yes. Yep. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and while he's moving out of my space, I'm going to use my attack of opportunity uh, to cast Word of Radiance and go, nope. <laughs> So that'd be two d six. So that's eight uh, damage if he doesn't save. Uh, what's the save? Word of Radiance is a con save, I believe. That's why I got him confused. Okay, yep. uh, that's fourteen. Fourteen does not save. So he takes eight radiant damage from trying to leave my space. When I said nope. So how does it die? <laughs> I imagine I was like, hey, nope, and it just it just like falls on its face. Yeah, you just you yell like mid stride. It. it just like ragdolls to the ground. 
hundred percent, hundred percent. So this thing's running and it just kind of like, just as it's, it's like just getting outside of like your radiant circle. And it's, it's like, you can see the, like it's running towards the water and just like, nope. And it just hits this thing and it just kind of falls limp and just slides on its face. And like, there's just like blood trickling out of its ears. Um, and, uh, with that, uh, you are out of combat. Well guys, that was, uh, I'll be honest. I, I think I just realized how loud that spell is. We've we've always been in like big fights. Like it was always like really loud around me. So I didn't actually notice. But that was pretty loud. That's that's on me. I'm gonna Yes. Yes. I'm glad you recognize it's your fault. Great job. Look, I'm not I'm not perfect, but I learned from my mistakes a third of the time. <laughs> right. Well, let's just see if they got anything good with it and uh move on, shall we? And uh I start searching around the uh, null leader's body. Okay. Uh, yeah, roll an investigation check. Investigating. I'd be doing the same, but for basically whatever null that he's not looking at, I'd just be going through all of them. Investigation is a 17. Okay. Uh, awesome. Uh, Glenn and Rangrim, if you want to roll as well. Uh, I got a 23. 17. 17 awesome um okay so aside from like uh i don't know if you guys are taking their weapons uh and whatnot but i'll say that uh over the course of the rest of them you find at least five sets of manacles uh as well as uh probably like 15 gold and uh eight silver pieces uh total over the course of all of them uh cosmo on the leader uh you find two more of those like kind of metal corked flasks uh, that look very similar to the one you see. You saw them quaff, uh, and kind of looking at them, you would take them to be uh, the same kind of enlarged potion uh, that they took before. Ooh, this will be fun! And he just puts them both in his back. They're just like little metal, uh, like like basically flasks, little shooters, like a five-hour mm-hmm. energy. Hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. Or four-hour, because um, then we don't have to call a doctor <laughs> or Randrum. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, that's that's kind of uh, that's kind of what you find. Um, aside from that, they just have like a bunch of kind of various weapons uh, and then like armor and different levels of repair. Uh, but if you want to load all that stuff up, it'll be uh, you have to like you could store it somewhere, but it's gonna be hard to carry it around with you. Like walking the mine, dragging bodies. Yeah, looking at the um, looking at the I guess any of them or all of them. Did do any of them have like any keys or do they have any? Like means Ooh, of that's, unlocking or access. That's a good. That's a good question. Uh, the Thank null you. leader. The null leader actually uh, does have a ring of keys on their belts. Um, there seems to be like uh, there's a good amount of them, and uh, maybe like fifteen total. Uh, but it's just like a, a whole ring of skeleton keys that was hanging off their belt. So Glenn would take that. And be like, Boys, I think we might be able to help some of our friends down there. And just kind of like jangles the keys. So before we uh, we head any deeper, though, it looks like Poe found something behind us. He he went down that way, and he keeps telling me that we've got more people that way. We, we might want to take it easy and go see what's behind us. Sounds like an all right plan to me. Uh, and Glenn would start walking stealthily, um, but ahead to where Poe's at. But, um, I mean, jumping to Poe's eyes, can I see? Are they the people still just digging away and mining? Like, Poe's not in any imminent danger? Uh, yeah, so... Like yeah, roll, um, roll a perception check for Poe. What do you see, Poe? 14. Okay, sweet. Um, yeah, so Poe, uh, kind of looking at them, 
you see through Poe's eyes that um, even in this like dim light, their eyes seem to have that kind of like fully black nature. Like their, their pupils have like overtaken their whole eye. Um, and they don't seem to be, they seem to be moving in a very monotonous fashion. They're basically breaking pieces of these mushrooms off uh, and then loading them up into these sacks uh, around them. And they are just like doing that. And then that's, I mean, that's basically what they're doing is slowly moving and doing that. Um, and you just see the three of them continue to do that. Uh, and then Udak is uh, going to kind of sheepishly go over and walk and pick up his uh, his sword and connect <laughs> it back on. He goes, so, uh, so, sorry about that, Cosmo. I, I damn near got you in the head with it. I got a little bit, a little bit bloodthirsty there. It's just it's hard to hard to keep it in keep it the you know the the nature in sometimes. Right. Well, it's okay. You know, it just uh, gets ahead of you. I've I've been that before. He goes, Glenn. I, I think that uh, subterfuge is going to be uh, a little bit unnecessary at this point. And he's like, as much as I've enjoyed this this uh, form, and he takes the mask off and kind of passes it back over to Glenn. He goes, and immediately transforms back into his like fully orc form. Goes, I think that I'd rather finish this off as myself. And as Glenn takes back, he's like, I- I'll be honest. I just like looking at you the other way better, but you know, preference, whatever. And he just like equips to the side of his head again um, and says to Udax, like, do you recognize these mushrooms? Can you tell me what they're mining down here? And I point to like the glowing mushrooms. Yeah. I is actually, this is strange. When I was back down here, we were mining ore. I don't know what they're mining now. This is something, this is something different. I'm not 100% sure what this is, but um, this is, it's, we were mining ore out of these same chambers uh, when I was, when I was here. Uh, looks over to, Glenn looks over to Rangar, it's like, they had that, uh, that same look in their eyes you and Regalia have. I don't know if it's well, all your siblings well, down this way, or it might be that. Well, what's it look like? Guy. And I do, I, I switch the mask over and I do my exact face, but with the black eyes. And I switch <laughs> it back. That's cool. Oh, so this in Rangrim cast thaumaturgy to change the color of his eye because it actually specifically says you can do that. I just make it black. Yep. Yeah, and I, I always picture it at like um, when it does. Cosmo, it, it he's turning like, again. <laughs> the it's basically like your pupil just expands to take up your entire eye and turns completely black. Yeah, just like that, and I move the mask over and do it again. You guys should stop uh, messing with your eyes. It's kind of creeping me out here. And uh, let's just have a look at these. Uh, mushroom things and Cosmo would walk over to one and inspect it. Okay. Uh yeah, roll me a uh, nature check. What? Uh eight. My nature check is twelve. Okay. Um yeah, so you haven't encountered anything like this before. Um it's it, when you're looking at the walls, though, and like the, the in the area around where these mushrooms have grown, you recognize what you recognize is not the mushrooms or any information about the mushrooms. But you recognize that these are recently like these these walls have been quarried. Like the it's not like these are naturally uh, like these have definitely been mined out walls. Uh, and you can see that there is still remnants of like iron ore and different kinds of ore that are in the walls. Uh, and these mushrooms have kind of grown out and around. The, this ore that's in there and like you can tell just from like your knowledge of mines that these walls were mined probably less than a year ago uh, and this growth is new 
Right. Um, so picking it up, so I would break one of the like a. They're I, surprisingly heavy. Yeah. Okay. So the, so the so I'll say that uh, you go to break it off, and it like it kind of breaks off almost like a something that's petrified and uh, kind of brittle, and so it breaks off almost like crystal when mm. you. Uh, and so it, it, you've never really encountered something like this. Uh, Rangram, you, you would recognize these things as something you've encountered in the Underdark. It's like, uh, it just, it's almost like this crystal mushroom that has grown down there. But uh, it's, and it's kind of bioluminescent, but it's not something that uh, Cosmo, you've ever seen on the surface. Um, so just like recognizing how weird it is, I kind of look over at the other guys and just like, well, let's just see what happens, shall we? And he just like licks it. <laughs> uh okay yeah you do that um you know uh so that's just two damage as you almost you get this like really bitter taste in your in your uh mouth and like it's almost like you can feel like your life energy being pulled out of you um through your tongue and you kind of like touch it it's, and like it gives you that electric shock of almost like a battery and you're like nope and kind of pull it away from your mouth but it's uh you take two points of necrotic damage Right. And I just like And your tongue is kind of slightly numb for a second. Uh, uh, well, Cosmo, how's it taste? Uh, bad. <laughs> okay. Okay, maybe as we don't as lick you, them. As soon as your tongue touches it, um it actually like and it pulls this two points of necrotic damage out of you, it actually kind of like the brightness, the luminescence gets brighter, almost doubles. And you're holding this thing in your hand that's like twice as bright now. Almost as oh, if it turns your life energy into luminescence. That's nice. It likes you. Uh, uh-uh. <laughs> well, uh, I'll take that one, and I'm going to collect a few more of them, but I'm going to, like, bandage, like, I'm going to wrap them up with, like, a bunch of, like, sheets and whatnot. I'm going to put it away, like, in my satchel. Like, I'm going to, almost like that one mug that you like during the move, the only mug yeah. that actually matters, everything else just thrown in there. This is, like, bundled safely. I'm going to take, like, five of them. Okay, um, they are pretty big. Uh, you're, you're talking like the smallest ones you can find or probably have a mushroom cap of at least, like think like portobello mushrooms. That's like the smallest size you're able to find. So how many of those are you able to? Yeah, uh, I'll take like three portobello mushroom size ones. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, you're very careful not to shatter them as you're kind of, uh, uh, you're putting them away, which, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're you're able to package away three of them uh, in a pretty safe manner where they're not going to just like break, hopefully. Well, guys, that's, it's just more of that as we go down this hallway. I don't, I don't know, but it looks like it, it kind of saps some of your juice to make it so bright. And looking down the hallway, it's a little bit brighter. I'm guessing. It's like I'm, I think there might be a lot of life getting sucked down there. I don't know if we want to necessarily head that way just yet. But our, our friends with the the black eyes, we might be able to get them out there. But I'm, I don't know how. Not without succumbing to that. So guys, uh, what do you what do you say we do? Well, good idea. And Rangrim standing there holding two of the manacles but he jammed mushrooms in either end of them and he's just spinning them. <laughs> like a rave. <laughs> and I am keeping those. Nice. Uh, man- mushroom manacles? Yep. Cool. Uh, yeah, you guys think we should go see if we can't help them out or come get them after we've dealt with the nightmare ahead of us? Well, I mean, if, if we kill what, what's got them... Um, all locked up in here. Maybe we can leave them be if if they're, if they're fine. Then maybe we go kill this um spot, whatever his name is, the the brothers something. Who that knew what their names were? It'd be uh, it's Doc. We're, we're, we're gonna go. We're gonna go after Doc first. See if we can't get rid of some of his contraptions, and then it's Alton. 
He's sitting down mm-hmm. in deep. We don't know where he is. But well, then, I think uh, maybe if we get who's running this, this uh, mine, then maybe uh, we could. They'll just be fine. Did Poe see any glowing, like the same way that Rangram's hand was glowing when he his mind was like taken over? Was there any glowing that Poe could see of the people? Uh, no, you you okay. haven't seen at this point. You haven't seen any uh, any sim- any of that symbol at all yet. Okay. Well, I I believe it's we want to start heading that way, and I point to the right. All right. If we're gonna go hunt down Doc. Let's go get him. And I snap my finger, and Poe bamps bamps back to me. Um, okay. Which I'll bring him over. I'll just bring him with me, so you don't have to constantly try to make him appear um, and disappear. You uh, so you you all are kind of heading down towards the right, and you start hearing this just kind of like splashing. stealthily. We're doing it stealthily. <laughs> You just hear this splashing uh, as this knoll comes walking kind of across the water and just kind of gets up on the bank and is kind of rubbing its eyes. And then it just kind of sees you all and sees all these dead knolls and then just starts, turns and starts running back uh, down the, uh, back across the water. You see it kind of take a look ahead of itself and look towards the mist and then change direction and just start running to the right side here down the waterway. We couldn't um, see any of that. You just hear it. You just hear it splashing, and then you hear it get like you. Jenny, you just kind of hear the splashing get louder, uh, and just kind of like swimming noises. And then you hear what sounds like a yelp, and then the sound of something like basically like struggling in water. And then you don't hear anything anymore. Uh, Cosmo, you look like a strong swimmer. Why don't you go check that one out? Right. Well. Uh... Sure. Yeah, nothing. Nothing makes for a strong slimmer like plate mail armor. On a, dwar- <laughs> a lot of cardio. On a dwarf. All right, fine. I'll I'll do it and stealthily. I'll, I'll, I'll approach. Sorry, go ahead. Let's say I'll I'll watch for with the with this rope, and I'll cast a line if you need anything. Uh, you're just such a good guy, and yeah, I'm gonna stealthily walk towards the water's edge, try to keep. I'm again. These are like pillars that are going up so i'd kind of like be hiding tucked in behind these pillars like here and see if i see anything like in the water kind of making its way uh make its way downtown make its way downtown i'll be following glenn as well and that was only just like several minutes of us poking around with those glowing mushrooms correct yeah it was only a couple okay because um spirit guardians actually last 10 minutes okay technically it would still spirit guardians up so i'm following glenn (laughs) with your homies with spirit guardians with your whole family Oh my yeah, god! It's a reunion. It's totally. It's it, every single time this happens. It's just the last scene of Harry uh, in Harry Potter, where he's like walking through the woods with his uh, with his parents mm-hmm. and Sirius. Mm-hmm. Just think. Um, I just more think of the ghost from like the Lord of the Rings with the. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think of Mulan and <laughs> angry ancestors. <laughs> it's all uh, of those pl- and and force ghosts. You know. That's all of them. Uh, yeah, it's true. Yeah, sure. Uh, the original cast, though, not the uh, Hayden Christensen Anakin. Boo, nah, no. Monster thing they did. Um, yeah, Glenn, um, That's right. you can't really see anything. Uh, you just see water. Uh, it's basically, you see that this this water is kind of running uh, down out of the ceiling from your left. Uh, and to your, uh, to your right, you're just kind of seeing the water flowing downhill uh, and just kind of gets more rapid and deeper kind of as it, as it goes. So I would start walking across Rangram's family and like, kind of like sidestep all of them excuse me so, sorry excuse me uh sorry very nice to meet you your, your grandson's great 
and I'd come over to the side towards the source of the waterfall. Um, do I, can I see a, like, it, I can see kind of a map, but like, there's like an across, is it a, a raised across or is it like my level? Like, is this like water coming down and then like on the other so, side, there's something art. So level? it's, it's kind of flowing. Uh, it's flowing from like a pretty sharp angle up and it's kind of splashing down a rock face. Uh, but it's, it's kind of coming out of a dark, like dark hole in the ceiling, but it's not like there's an open, like, it's just kind of like the water is encompassing the entire opening that's coming out. Okay. Okay. That was going to be a question. There's like some ledges up there, but it doesn't sound like it. Um, okay. Not, not that way, at least. Um, we kind of look over to Ring. I was like, I, I don't know, really. I, I think we have to swim, but I'm not sure if I can see this knoll anywhere. And I think he went for a swim. And I don't know if he's going to come back out of this. Yeah. Um, and he kind of just looks at himself and just kind of clink 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 like taps on his plate i'm like oh no how good i'm gonna be doing um swimming over there and that, that's that's for cosmo too and, and udak don't he he doesn't have hands that's fair yeah i don't i don't really know i i don't know if the sword stroke is really the most effective <laughs> way to swim the sword stroke uh udak do you remember anything about this water source where it's coming from or what might be living in it <laughs> that that is something I do remember. Um, I don't know what it is, uh, but we all knew to stay away from it uh, because basically people would go down and wouldn't come back up. They, uh, they had a name for it, but it was it's pretty weird. I don't I think don't remember something with weird water, something like that. Well, uh, I think we just stick to the dry land for now, and I start making my way back over to the group bring Poe back and send Poe down the hallway. So 50, 50 feet down the hallway. Okay. Uh, down that hallway. Cool. Uh, yeah. So you, uh, Poe goes down this hallway. Um, it's starting to get even steeper going this direction. Uh, it was kind of like tearing down when you're going towards, you're looking into like the, the purple mushroom chamber. Um, Poe is uh, kind of going down at a pretty steep angle at this point. Uh, and you can see that, uh, there are two passageways uh, that they kind of one kind of splits off to the right from the main passageway you're going down, um, and at a kind of like same, it kind of flattens out uh, to the right there, um, and uh, the other one just kind of keeps going ahead. What do you want to do? So uh, as Poe's flying down, and Glenn's not like bamped into Poe's eyes or anything, just as he's flying away, <laughs> looks at Udak, says, "This this looks about right for the the directions that Erd gave us. Right, we going the right way." Yeah, this is um, this is where the doc had his lab down here a little bit. What? Right, well, let's hop to it. And uh, Cosmo is headed down down this hill. Sweet. Um, yeah. So there's kind of like um, fallen rocks and just kind of like collapsed areas uh, where you know they just didn't secure it enough. Like that's one thing that you're noticing. Anyone who does, uh, who's experienced in mining, uh, would be that you just this place doesn't seem like it was well done. Like you would have put structural supports in to hold the mine up. Um, it seems almost like it was uh, kind of ramshackly done. Uh, it wasn't like it was made to uh, exist for a very long time. Does it look unstable or does it look? Um, kind of. So it doesn't look like the roof's falling in or cracking, but like these kind of like piles of rocks against the wall, it seems like they probably weren't like, it wasn't mined off, it like fell. Like the, these walls have partially collapsed uh, in a couple sections. Uh, just kind of, I mean, just just for you know your understanding of mines, like you would know that this was not uh, done by anyone that was like uh, very proficient in mining. 
Sure, sure, sure. Okay. Um, as we round this corner, uh, or we kind of, I'll like slowly step up to the edge and mm-hmm. kind of stealthily peer into this room or this hallway or whatever this intersection would be. Yeah, uh, yeah. Roll me a perception check. Perceiving, I don't perceive anything. I perceived with a two. Okay, I'll say that it's pretty dark in here. Um, there, there doesn't seem to be any uh, lights, and with a two, I'll say that like you can hear the ambient kind of snoring um, from something, but aside from that, you don't really, uh, you don't really see too much. You see like maybe some uh, scattered metal and like pieces of like cages, maybe uh, pe- just like metal pieces scattered across the floor. I turn glints. I th- I th- go. Oh, I was gonna say, as Glenn sees Cosmo like just sort of like casually walking forward, glowing all golden bright, he's gonna run forward and just like grab Cosmo by the back of his like plate mail and hold it. Like, this is literally why we have. <laughs> and I like. Are you not the one that got us water. into the first fight? Look, thunder's different than lightning. I get that now. And then I'm gonna send Poe down this corridor. That is a good lesson to learn, though. That thunder's different than lightning. It is, man. He's going to go 50 feet, so he's going to head down this corridor here. Okay. Uh, yeah, so uh, roll perception for Poe. Perception? Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. Uh, that is a <laughs> seven. Seven. Uh, well, I'll say that uh, Poe flies into the room, and uh, you you see this room that is, like, it is absolutely, like, completely just like a mess. Like, there's stuff everywhere um there are cages of all sorts and sizes just different small large um just kind of all the way around the room and you see that there are at least a couple uh actually like prison cells built into cut into the rock with these like cells like that are closed and um as Poe's flying in he he kind of like sees to the right there is a knoll that is kind of like up against the wall and one of these like kind of rubble piles uh and is sleeping uh and kind of uh hears the sound of yeah poe's wings uh coming into the room and is going to start uh kind of moving over to poe uh and kind of pull like pulling out a a dagger and is lining up a shot to try to throw uh, a dagger at poe and Uh, roll for an attack okay that is a uh, a good old eight i don't think that that hits that does not hit so he throws his dagger and it kind of just like bounces off the ceiling. Uh, and what do you want to do? Uh, when Poe senses the danger, he immediately starts to cry like an infant. And that's the sign for Glenn to know to bamf him back. So there's like okay. one baby's cry. And then gone. Sweet. Yeah, I'll say that this this dagger was flying like at Poe and then you just kind of like disappeared. And this uh, Noel is very confused at this point. He's kind of walking around. Uh now that Poe is back here, but um, it's kind of, as Poe is disappearing, you can kind of see this, like, Noel is, like, looking around, like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> Picking up his dagger. Glenn looks over the group's like, boys, we got we got some more friendlies ahead. I right. won't be so loud this time, and I step in front of Cosmo, and I start sneaking to try to get within range to take a shot at him. Which I think um, is 60 feet. One thing I will say is, we're from where you guys are at right now, um, you don't know what it is, and it's not something that you've heard before, but you hear this just, like, kind of, like, sickly, wet, moaning sound just kind of, like, coming from further down the passageway, just kind of like a... 
just like a this almost down? like a moan or the way yes. that Poe went. Yes, 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 okay, yes, gotcha. yes. This way, yeah. Gross. Cool. Seems well, super safe. Nothing to worry about there, I guess. Rangrim, will you tell your grandma to keep it down? And Glenn's gonna like sneak forward. Um, I got a nineteen for a stealth check for Glenn to get. I guess with invisible range. I don't think this gives me 60 feet of vision, but I'm guessing I can see him because he's right there, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would take a shot at him with my bow. Uh, oh, exactly. Yeah, it's 22 to hit, but I'm going to guess it's going to hit. Yeah, I think so. Uh, boom. It is definitely looking away from you. does not see you. Uh, so 17 damage to him. Okay. That's with sneak attack and all that? All yeah. That kind of stuff? Cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, you you shoot him in the back with your uh, with your arrow, and it explodes. Kind of pushes him forward. He kind of falls uh, over this table and uh, turns around and is looking at you, uh, and is going to just huck that dagger back your way. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a twelve plus five, uh, seventeen. That hits. Okay. Um, uh, eight damage. Uh, but I'm going to take Uncanny Dodge and only take half that damage. Sweet. Awesome. Four damage. Uh, this dagger kind of like whips uh, whips over and kind of like you're able to get out of the way of the full hit thing, but it just it kind of cuts uh, a line across your shoulder. doesn't impale you, though. Son of a... And I just immediately take another shot. If awesome. I can. Yeah, go for it. That's cocked. That's the same exact number. Uh, 20 to hit. Uh, yeah. Yes, it does. Neat. And another twelve damage. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so that one does it. You uh, you you shoot this thing. Uh, yeah. How does it die? Actually. <laughs> just taking a taking a, I guess, page Cosmos book. It's like down boy, and just shoot him right in the chest and just drops him. Awesome. Yeah, it hits him in the chest and like he kind of like fall. He like it kind of blows up and he, he doesn't blow his chest out, but just like falls backwards and just kind of like lays back uh along this table and is uh dead said so we uh have one less to deal with in this room but i don't really know what's ahead of us so we uh just need to stay low and quiet and i sneak ahead to the pile that he was in and i kind of wait for the group to catch up okay um yeah as you move cl- further into the room you're just seeing that these um and there's basically just there's cages all over the place like there's the metal same metal cages and you recognize this as like the cage that you uh that you Rangram actually used to make Udak's new hands like it one of these that's goblin size is very similar to the ones that you use for that like the same construction even of the cage that's on the back of your cart it's mm-hmm. it's that's like you're like oh this is where this came from for sure, uh, you know there there's no car- there's no carts in here currently, but you can see that there are pieces of cage that would have been created for the carts uh, or for more carts. And uh, there are at least uh, I mean at least one, two, three, four, four different cells that are built into the walls as well. And uh, as you kind of start coming into the room, uh, you can hear a couple different voices just being like, "Hey, hey, is someone out here?" Hello? Oh, oh my god. Are you here to help us? Uh, this would be like basically a voice from the nothing because I'm completely hidden too. Be like, who is us? Oh, over here. Um, and you're hearing... Uh, uh, you hear, So 
Eh, where would your vision be? Uh, so you see a halfling in the cage closest to you. Um, and, and they're kind of like putting their hand through the cage and they're kind of waving it like, hey, over here. I looked to, Glenn looks at Cosmos like, I'll, I'll keep an eye down this hallway. This seems like uh, the whole freeing people. That's that's kind of your MO. Right. Well, I mean, it could be yours too, but... Uh, uh, it really isn't. I'll do it. And uh, <laughs> Cosmo just kind of moves up into the room. As Cosmo walks by me too, I toss him those keys. Uh, right. I catch him. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, dexterity saving throw. Dexterity saving throw? I don't know what it'd be. No, I guess it would be to catch something. Yeah, I guess it'd be dexterity saving throw. Okay. That's... Uh, 21 plus something else. Okay, yeah, you fucking catch the thing, no problem. Uh, <laughs> and as you're kind of walking into this room, Udek's like, I'm, I'm having, I don't really remember this room very clearly, but I think that this is, I think this is where they did the, like they were, they would take you first and then they would, that's, I, I just, I remember being in this room and then I remember, I don't. Re- I just remember being outside after that. I think that this is where they enchanted us. Um, I do. I do like a quick glance around the room. Do I see any like physical restraints or anything for people? Oh yeah, this room is full of manacles of every kind. Uh, all the cages themselves have physical restraints built into them. Uh, the walls have restraints on them. Like this is where uh, any kind of cage or manacle was manufactured. Got it. And uh, I look over to the... Is the halfling, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm over here. What What? what are you here for, boy? Uh, I, I don't know. I was just traveling, and they grabbed me. Were you traveling alone? No, no. I was... My, my friend across the way, I, he stopped responding after that dragonborn came in here. He hasn't been over, talking since. Over where? Um, he points uh, directly kind of across the room, uh, kind of down, like, to the southeast. All right. Well, uh, let's get you out of that cage, and we'll check on your friend. And uh, I walk over to the cage, and uh, I'm going to try and, like, pick the right key. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, roll me a, um, I don't, just roll me a d20. Okay. Roll to make a good decision. Roll. That's pretty much how D and D works, right? <laughs> True. Um, any kind of a modifier or anything that like just uh, roll me d twenty. It's a seven. Okay. Uh, you you fuck around with these keys. It's probably the twelfth key you get to on this this fifteen key key ring. Uh, she just kind of like fuck, fuck, <laughs> uh, and on like the twelfth key, uh, you finally unlock uh, unlock the lock in this um. So this halfling, like they're um, they're very much like peasants' clothing. Like you can, uh, a lot of what they're wearing is just like kind of you, know, you would see like a farmer or someone like that wearing this clothing. Very, right. very brown. Right. You well, know. twelve times the charm. Let's get you out of here and go check on your friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. Um, Weston, and he's kind of moving across uh, across the room and is kind of like looking into the cage. Um, are any of you guys following? Uh, I will. 
Okay. Um, you get over there and you see this uh, half elven man who's wearing kind of like similar clothing, just like very muted tones. Uh, and they're just standing in this cage. Their eyes are completely pitch black uh, and they are not responding. Is, is this your friend? Yeah. What, what are they? What's wrong with him? I, I, I don't know. I've seen this before on some of the other uh, slaves. But uh, I don't know. What did they do to him? They, that dragonborn came in here and did some sort of enchantment. They tried doing it to me as well. I, it almost felt like it was. Have you ever like a like a friendship almost? Like it was. Um, I felt like my they were. It was trying to like burrow into my mind. I I was able to like. It didn't really seem to take that much effect on me. I but. I don't. I don't know if it was worse for for them. Is he the only other one that you were uh, caged with? Yeah, there was um, someone else got brought in with us uh, in the same uh, the same cage. Uh, they were wearing like I don't know some sort of guard or outfit. Uh, it was um, kind of like a like a like a red uh, maroon, and they had some sort of uh, like a symbol on like a on their chest, like a like a fist. All right, yep, that's one of mine. Uh, I'm afraid that uh, I don't know what this is, but uh, I don't even know if your friend is there right now. I can leave him in there, or we can let him Give out. Give a message. We can leave him in this cage, or we can let him out and see what happens. Uh, I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I, uh, do you think it could be violent? I, we haven't seen any violence from him but we haven't really interacted with them much. We've been so preoccupied with the Noel guards. I mean, maybe, maybe I can, maybe I can, we can like shake him out of it. I, uh, yeah, let him out. Let it, All I mean, right, let's, what's the worst? Well, the worst is I kill your friend because he tries to kill you. <laughs> he looks at you like, or uh, I can let I him kill you. Glenn chuckles from the shadows. <laughs> um, I mean, the halfling looks uh, pretty scared. Doesn't want to get killed by either you or his friend, but he doesn't. He's not saying anything. What do you want to do? Well, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, take your silence as uh, you're still up for letting him out. And I open the cage. Okay. Roy, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Rangroom's just getting a closer vantage point as he sits on this table <laughs> and just like pulls one of his cigarettes out and is just like watching, like very much Michael Jackson eating popcorn jiff. All right. All right, I open the cage. Awesome. Yeah, roll me d20. Four it's, days later. It's a, it's a six. <laughs> it takes you even longer. You get all the way around this time, um, and it turns out that it was, uh, like, it was basically just one off of, you started here in the key ring, it was <laughs> one around the other side. Um, so you basically make it all the way around, and you finally unlock this cage. Um the cage swings open and it, uh, the figure is just kind of standing there. And then they just kind of start walking straight forward, uh, straight towards you. Uh, do you do anything when they walk straight towards you? I move to the side. They walk right past you. And uh, the halfling is kind of like grabbing his friend and just kind of trying to shake him. Uh, and it doesn't seem to do anything. The figure just kind of walks straight past uh, and is just continuing through the room. Are you any of you doing anything to stop them, or just letting well, them go? Well, are you going to let your friend walk out? What are you going to do? I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't. 
I don't want to, I don't, I don't know what to do. Uh, can you, can we, I don't, I don't know. What, what, what should we do? Well, grab him. The halfling's like, uh, okay. And just kind of jumps on this half elf's back uh, and is now being carried forward as this half elf is just walking through the room. <laughs> well, this is all I have. I don't know what else to do. <laughs> Cosmo, you should probably help him. What do I do with the fella? And uh, let's see. I look around on the, gr- the ground. I look for a rock. <laughs> I, I don't think we should hurt him. I, uh, um, this is so Udak. I, I don't think we should hurt him. I, I think that... I, I, I don't know. He doesn't seem violent. Can we just like put him back in a cage? Well, I mean, maybe. And uh, like Cosmo runs across the room to try and like... <laughs> Coerce him, like direct him into uh, the half el- the halfling's cage that he was in. All right, I'll say that. Um, I'll say that basically, uh, barrel across the room. You can just like straight push this half elf directly into the cage okay. if you want to. They're lined I, up with it. I will just give him a quick shove into this cage. Uh, they do that thing where when you someone starts run falling down, like they get pushed over enough where they like kind of start running in that direction to try yeah. to not fall over, right. um, and uh, run straight into the cage and basically collide with the wall. Uh, knock it, you knock the halfling off sideways, kind of against the table. Uh, and um, if you want to, you can uh, get over there and basically shut the door uh, uh, yes. before they're able to get out. I'll close the door. Um, and so then they kind of just like stand back up again, uh, their head kind of bleeding at this point, and they just kind of stand looking directly out of the cage again, not moving, in probably a very upsetting and kind of uh, weird uh, manner. Well, I tried. Somebody else's... Well, and then... Uh, so, let's... Uh, well, let's just see who else is in some of these cages, and maybe we'll get some more information. And uh, so I walk down over to this uh, cage over here. With what appears to be potentially a something there, uh, yeah. So you look into that cage and you can see what looks like um, maybe someone who didn't take so well uh, to whatever it is. They it seems to be a body of uh, of some sort of humanoid that is pretty well past its uh, its prime. It is like almost a husk at this point of uh, something that has been in there for quite a while. Uh, right, some sort of dead uh, humanoid. Well, no information coming from that one. <laughs> and then he just kind of moves around the room um, down towards the other cage. Uh, I don't know. Can I go this way? Looks, I don't, I don't know. What. Um, which one? Anyhow, I'm going to move my way over to this cage right here. Okay. okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, you see, I believe, is that you're going over towards the... Uh... The one with... Yeah, there you yeah. go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, you, you're you looking uh, basically directly at a... Uh... Roll me actually a history check. See whether or not you remember this particular guy. A 19. Okay. Is it Gary? <laughs> uh, yeah. It's Greg. Gary's <laughs> friend. Greg. Yeah, this is, this is Greg. This is Gary's friend, Greg. Uh, and uh, Greg is staring at you with very black eyes. Well, this one has black eyes like the other one. I don't think uh, he'll be worth much information, and it's... I don't know what to do. Well, boys, I think we 
we had the plan right of ambush and dock and this looks to be where we need to do that so why don't we we set up and see if we can't get ready for an ambush when, we, when he comes back uh, i'm i'm the halfling just kind of raises his hand like i i'm just gonna hide um if that's cool i don't really want to help fight uh I, i'm just gonna hang out in here i'm gonna like clo- i'm gonna like close myself in the cage and just like not lock it is that cool but right. it's fine just go ahead then He's like, he just kind of goes over here and uh, kind of puts himself in this cage and just kind of like uh, pulls like a sleeping uh, like sack off the ground and just kind of like pulls it up to his eyes and is just kind of like trying to hide against the wall. He's like, I'm rooting for you. Let's hear it. Guys, I, uh, I have, I think I By have. By the way, I'm, I'm Tardin. Right. Okay. Tardin, I hope we need to remember your name by the end of this, but it's a good chance we won't re- need to remember it, so... It's been a fun 15 minutes. Well, uh, guys, I think I have an idea. These uh, black eyes we keep seeing uh, from them that you two can both do. Pointing at Glenn and Rangrim. That that might be our way to uh, be hidden in plain sight. Oh, you mean this? And then he just does it. Right. Except... You scare me. You make me want to hit you, or something. You scare me. But I, I, th- I think that's a great idea. I think we let Rangrim start the the introductions, and I think you and I follow up because if he sees through mine, I'm a little squishy. It hurts. Everything hurts. I think we uh, let Rangrim use that that old Rangrim charm to close the distance, and once we once we have an opportunity to move, we all just pounce on him. I don't think this dot guy, if he's using magic to slave people, really needs too much of our charm. I think the the only charm he gets to meet is real pointy and real sharp. I would like to give him the uh, show him the uh, sharp points of these uh, these new blades. To be quite honest, for what he's done to me. Right. So Udak and I have done this countless times before. We call it Formation Alpha. Udak, you're on. Get to your usual spot. I'll hide over here, and I I think. Cosmo, you just got to hide under a tarp. You're you're shiny and golden, man. Right. I can make my eyes real big, try and show a lot of black, but uh, that's the best he got. I'm going to give you a tarp. <laughs> well, why don't I? Uh, why don't I take this cage over here where this uh, decrepit fella is? But we'll uh, leave the cage open, and maybe I can uh, something can come of it. Yeah, that's a good idea. I think uh, Rangroom. Maybe if you wander aimlessly around like our little half elf friend, get the conversation started, and we'll we'll follow up with the the howdy do, and you know make this one quick. You guys trying to like a, uh, good play to me? Um, maybe before you put yourself in those in them cages, it might be a good idea to take the key for whatever it is you're putting yourself in. Well, that's smart. Well, I have all the keys, but I'm not really sure which one's which just yet. Oh, we know you're having trouble with that one, Cosmo. That's why I said maybe we should check them now. Okay, okay. I gotta open the door first anyways. I can't have this 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 man's socks coming in, and then you're fumbling with the cage, can't get out of your own cage, making me look foolish. Glenn's gonna be hiding in a barrel the whole time. Well, you've seen the way I handle doors in the past. How did he know about playing Alpha? That's crazy. Okay, <laughs> we're going beta. No barrels. No barrels. <laughs> Um, 
Well, and Cosmo, while you're going through the keys, it might actually be a good idea just to lock our friend Tardin back in there because we don't know what's going to happen if he doesn't feel or doesn't succumb to this spell again. What if he pulls a Rangrim and gets all confused? No idea, but uh, I think he's pretty locked in there, Will. And I, oh. Yeah, I'm fine over here. I'm, I won't like look at it in the eyes or whatever. What? Are you guys trying to bring them in here? What are you doing? Well, we're going to wait. We'll just wait it out. They, they got to come back, don't they? Uh, yeah, uh, I I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, man, this is going to suck. And he just kind of like pulls it more, the blanket more over his head and kind of just like sits even smaller in the ground, making himself as, as small as possible in this little cage. Um, yeah, so where are you all uh, taking positions? Uh, I'm going to, I would want to hide, like, tucked in this area. And Poe would be tucked where the guy was taking a little snooze. Poe would probably be, like, just enough to see at least the entryway. And then I would be, yeah. Uh, Cosmo. going to be kind of wandering about through this area. Okay, Cosmo um, was going to be inside this cage here. Okay. Um, oops, sorry, I'm trying not to move. Whoop. Flip me around there. Uh, I was going to be in the cage with the, the door left kind of like half open. Not like uh, it'll be open, but it'll look closed or unlocked, I guess is the word. Okay, uh, Udak's gonna go into uh, into this cage right here. This is basically like standing up in the room. It's just kind of like a self-contained cage. Probably could have gone on the back of a cart. Um, and it's like, do you here? Can I have the key ring? I'll try to try to figure out which one <laughs> goes to this one, so I can get inside of it. Right. So I take my key off, and then okay. I'll throw the keys to him. Okay. Cool. Yeah, 16. He does pretty good. He finds it pretty quickly and then just kind of like uh, tosses the key ring over to Glenn. Uh, Pocket um, him. Awesome. Uh, so yeah, it seems like everyone's kind of gotten there, got their positioning. I'll say that you all are in here for uh, a little bit um, before you start hearing this kind of like just like shuffling of a couple sets of feet. Um and that moaning is getting louder. And you see a pretty upsetting sight walk into the room that looks like a bunch of people sewn together uh, into a, a pretty pretty nasty, uh, in what I would call a nasty boy, uh, that this, this nasty boy uh, walks into the room. Uh, is probably about, I'd say, eight feet tall and uh, is just made up of a lot of different pieces. Uh, and even has like metal plates attached to them from time to time and is kind of this just like the worst version of a cyborg you could possibly be looking at um, it's just just think of uh, Willy but just like Frankenstein Mecha Frankenstein is kind of what I'm, I'm looking at here uh, and then following them into the room is another upsetting sight but for a different reason it is a dragonborn that is was probably uh, very tall and very uh, very iridescent white at one point in time. Uh, they have like this these tattered clothes on them that uh, have that same symbol of 
Korok on the front, just like this white and uh, it's just everything about them is yellowed and old. Their scales are like yellowed as if like they've been in a cigarette smoker's house for like a hundred years. They're, and their scales are kind of falling off of them and their eyes are like sunken and this thing looks half like mummified. It does not look, it looks like its eyes are completely like opaque white and it just like it looks like it shouldn't be alive this dragonborn and it's shambling into the room kind of hunched over with its with its uh walking stick um and that is where we're going to leave it tonight mm. nice. kill an old person i'm in 